You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, welcome to the podcast or welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a lovely day, a lovely week, lovely month, really, a lovely year so far. Today is going to be such an amazing episode. I'm so excited. Today we have joining us Ellie Blanco. She is a period coach, which is something that I did not know existed until very recently when I met her through Instagram and I was just like frothing over everything she was talking to me about. And I had to invite her on the podcast right away because I was like, you people need to hear this. If you menstruate or you have people in your life who menstruate, which obviously you do, you need to know this information. You need to feel empowered around this subject because the way she talks about it, it is honestly so encouraging. It has given me so much confidence around wanting to learn more about my different phases and my period and starting to really just enjoy it and to plan around it and to work with my body rather than fighting it. And I just love what she speaks into. You guys are going to absolutely adore this episode and I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it. So let's basically just get right into it. Um, quick week update because you guys need to you know have some context. Nothing crazy has been going on. I'm currently working on finalizing getting um, a job in Pilates, teaching Pilates, because as you guys know, I am qualified to teach Matt Pilates and Reformer Pilates, which is so fun. And I'm currently in like such a little transitional period and like change, phase of change. And it's a little bit scary, but it's really exciting. And that's just me. That's me right now. Um, It's summer. I'm vibing. I'm happy. And I'm just really excited to get to do this with you guys and to share with you guys because is the bomb. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am geeking out. Thank you, my friend. (laughs) Um, Let's just start. I kind of have already given an intro on what we are going to be talking about today, but I just want to hear from you. Can you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yes. Ellie Blanco. I go by samegirl.ellie on Instagram because we are all the same. If you are a woman and have ovaries, you bleed red. And Mm. I'm sure you want the same thing is to live a beautiful, healthy and fulfilling life. And so that's my that's me, my brand, Same Girl. I am a professional network marketer, but also diving into my passion project, which is periods. Um, I learned about cycle syncing in my late 20s. And I think that's too late, too late for us <laughs> to, to have learned this information. And so yeah. um, I'm just finishing up or rather in a couple of months, finishing up my certification to be a period coach and continue bringing the awareness of our bodies to the yes. world. I love that. And so for you, was there like a turning point for you? Like a moment where you like, okay, this is why I need to learn about this? Yes, yes, there was. So I'll take you back to 2016. At this point Mm. in my life, I had been a Miami Dolphins cheerleader for the NFL for three seasons. And I could say that, you know, we have pretty strict diets and and lifestyle and workout habits at, you know, being a cheerleader. And when I finished with my seasons, I probably rebelled. I was like, great. I don't have to be on a diet anymore. I'm going to eat this. (laughs) I'm going to eat that. And, um, 2016, what like really weird happened. Um, it was a period of two months that I experienced what was called angioedema and that's facial Mm. swelling. Um, and so my lip, I was at, I was a promotional model as well doing like side gigs and I remember my lip swelled one time and my friend's like, wait, Ellie, what's wrong with your lip? I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with it. Nothing. I I didn't eat anything different that morning. Uh, it was, it was a normal day to day. And so, um, I went and I got tested. What was up? Like, did I, did did I develop a new allergy that I wasn't unaware of, uh, Mm -hmm. what was going on? And so I got allergy tested. I wasn't allergic to much, um, nothing outside of, I guess, you know, the quote unquote usual pollen grass. Um, and so, okay, that was interesting. I went then to an ENT since that obviously had to do with like my mouth area. If it would have been my tongue to swell, that would have been a very different story. And so, from Mm -hmm. going to the ENT, they tested my thyroid levels and they basically were like, well, Ellie, you're borderline Hashimoto's. And 
I was like, okay, well, that raises a red flag. You know, what, what is that? And so that's yeah. what that's what really turned me into looking to, okay, what am I putting on my body and in my body that's making this happen? Um, and so I really then took a turn into wellness. And that's when I guess my wellness and, and clean beauty journey had really started. Um, yeah. I came across a book by Alyssa Vitti um, called Woman Code. She does now have a second book called In the Flow. They reference very similar information. Both are great books. Um, and that she's she's who introduced cycle syncing to me. Um, right. Really the fact that we have four phases of our menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, wait, what? And, and of course, <laughs> you know, our thyroid produces hormones. Our gut affects our hormones. So it's it's all one cog, and that yes. were that's working together and so um that was the turning point for me and that's what you know opened pandora's box <laughs> wow wow and so when you went through that obviously you didn't have any pre-existing kind of conditions or anything that you thought it might be right so that would have been right. a bit of a, like a scary thing to happen um yeah. when you were going to kind of different doctors and trying to figure out what to do how was that like did you find your experience was like they were quite helpful and like you got a lot out of it um did you feel like you had to then go to someone else to follow up or did did they give you a plan something to do right away well, isn't it funny? I'm sure we can all relate you know like give me mm-hmm. a same girl if your doctor <laughs> is one to just you know, think of medication, you know, and, and not get to the root of the problem. And that was when I was like, no, no, like, I I don't, I don't even, I don't like taking Advil Tylenol if I have a headache. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd rather go, you know, I know that food can heal. So I was like, there's gotta be there's got to be a different way. Um, my mom's a nurse. Um, and otherwise I didn't really go doctor to doctor looking. I said, okay, well, I think our health is something that is up to us. And, you know, if we want to talk about things that are taboo and I think it's, it's learning body literacy. It's, I think it's, it's almost on purpose that we're not taught these things because if we, if we know how our body works and, and Mm. when we know how we can make it better without all these extra things, we're going to take a business from a lot of people, which is maybe what they don't want. But, you know, we have the power. We have all the answers literally right under our noses. Right, right. And what was your um, education on this prior, like in school growing up? What did it look like for you? Nothing, I feel. And I have this conversation very often, especially now that I'm, I've been in this space in, in, in the terms of the cycle syncing and uh, period tracking world. This is something that I've been diving into for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. And within the last two and even so pandemic, you know, that also ups the ante with needing to be well and taking care of ourselves. Absolutely. Um, so I've been in this space for a couple of years, but I see that a lot of women they feel the same that when we're taught about sex ed and our our lady parts in school, they teach us two things. It's stay abstinent, don't have sex, and you're you don't get pregnant, you're gonna be fine, or use condoms and get on birth control. Yeah. I feel like those are the only two that are talked about. But we mm. don't talk about the power that we have as women or as even, you know, menstruators rather mm-hmm. yeah. to to know this information and what's crazy is that this is something that our period doesn't just hit us when we're 12 years old and once it never happens again so the fact that we don't talk about this at all this is this is something that we end up having to live with our in most of our lives right you know before we hit you know menopause and so I am still blown away that this is not taught in schools. And part of my mission is to like, okay, how can we change that? You know, is it yeah. mommy and me workshops in the future? Is it classes that, you know, are, are state taught or brought on into, you know, as part of a, a curriculum in school? Right. It's gotta be, it's gotta be spoken about. Yeah. It's, it's education. And I think that's the thing that it always takes us aback when we learn something and we're like, how did I not know this? Like, how is this not something that, mm-hmm. you know, was said to me ages ago I would have loved to have kind of prepared my body through this um and I think even for me I look back at like my teenage years and I think about how all over the place I was with like my sleep and my diet and everything and I think like if I had only known that I was even meant to be getting way more sleep than even the eight hours because I was going through such a transitional phase like if I had at least known that 
I would have at least had the the plan to at least try to do it, even if I was doing all the extracurricular stuff and dating people and, you know, being in high school and whatever. If I had at least known some of the information, I think I could have made better decisions and supported like the emotional side of everything that was going on and even like made different choices. And it's really interesting yeah. if we if we have the knowledge and we feel like it's it's actually more normal to care for your body and to think about these things then we would do it kind of collectively um but it's it's just hard that it's not taught early on so it's actually not really the norm to lean into these things it's almost if anything the norm to lean away from your body and to almost deny certain things of your body and to hate certain things about your body like oh I have to have my period and it's a lot of negative connotation around our periods do you want to share about that a little bit because I've seen you promote like how much you know you love your period and and you see the value in it and I want to hear about that because a lot of girls don't get to hear uh, like about that So I've recently listened to a podcast um, and there's a book out there. I believe it's called Period Positive um, Mm. by Chella, if if I'm saying her name correctly. And Period Positive, it's not necessarily to say that, oh, periods are great. Some women might not experience, you know, the the other extreme of painful periods. But Period Mm. Positive more so means that you can talk about it because it has been such a taboo subject for a very long time. Mm. Um, But talking about it, you know, and when you think of, and advertisers, they have also, you know, paved the way for a lot of the way, like the, the verbiage that's used in the way that we view periods and yeah. the way that we view a lot of things. But, yeah. you know, when they've, they've talked about, you know, being discreet and, you know, not being ashamed, it's like, well, wait, wait, why do we have to be ashamed of this to begin with? Right. Because what we, we stained ourselves because, it's something that our it's a natural function that our bodies do and we've cre- we've created that shame or rather right. they have created that shame um in order to then purchase their products um and i think too it's important for men to know this information you mm. know from the get go because you know and I, i've had men ask me but like why should i know about this when i'm not the one who's bleeding well because right. We are, like you're saying, we are a collective, both men and women. We don't just live on this planet alone with mm. our own, you know, genders. So it's, it's as men and women, you know, if men can support their wives, their girlfriends, their daughters, their coworkers, instead of just pushing it aside as, oh, she's on her period... You know, right. like, what's that supposed to mean? It's not, right. that doesn't mean anything. In right. fact, what I've come to understand and truly feel is that when we're on our period, it basically thins the veil of of us, like, spiritually and of this human world. Like, mm. you know, when you think about it from, you know, a, a very, like, divine, feminine, divine perspective... Right we are bleeding for four to seven days without <laughs> dying. And everyone thinks that, you know, they, there is that those memes around there, like don't trust anything that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. And it's like, but that's how, how close we are to, you know, spiritual realms, mm. you know, whether, whatever faith practices that we have, like that's the, 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 the again, the, the veil has, is thinning there. We are mm. closer to our intuition. So we should honor these times and you mentioned you know being a collective there was once a time where they would they would have you know rent tent ceremonies and you know kind of like how we have kind of coming of age you know quinceañeras 15s 16s they would have that for when you were menstruating Mm. and they would adorn you with flowers and rub your feet and have you ground you know corn to make like corn cakes and they've had beautiful traditions around wow. women menstruating where they understand you know if, even if a woman needs a space to sit quiet relax like get away from the dishes get away from the laundry and just be right that you can have that and and you know society does pull us away from a lot of that absolutely it does because it's it's we are you know if we're talking about things that can, you know, stir controversy, you know, and, and taboo, it's we are built on a patriarchal society, on a yep. cyclical nature, and we it's based on one twenty-four hour clock. Twenty-four hour starts again. Get up at nine, go to work, da 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 da, da and come back, do it yeah. again. But women don't. We don't work like that. We work on an infradium rhythm, which is a, a whole different clock. Our it's twenty-eight day clock versus a twenty-four hour clock, and that right. changes 
a lot. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, it's, uh, oh, I can like, I love hearing you talk about it. It like gives me chills. And I just like know that mm-hmm. so many people are going to love this because even for me, to be honest, even in the last few kind of like months and more, I've been kind of wanting to get into this and learning more about what it actually means for me in different phases and why I have these times where I'm complaining like oh I just feel like I have like no energy right now for some reason and then the next week I'm like oh I have this energy and like I'm ready to go and I'm like I know it's not like just oh it's for some reason who knows I know there's a reason and I've even been saying recently on my period I almost feel like really connected to myself um and I feel like I, I feel like I'm tapping into like this kind of intimate energy almost like with myself that I don't normally feel throughout the month and I was just like that's so interesting and like I want to learn about that but I don't even know necessarily where to go to learn about that and then obviously we connected and I was like okay this is just perfect because this is you know even if I feel like if it's a need for me who's someone who's already actively like very into wellness and like always wanting to learn more if it's a need for me it's going to be a need for so many other women because it's not obviously readily available for us all the time to learn this kind of information so thank you for sharing yes. about it because I just love it yeah. I love it I love it um so and do that's you wanna... why I want my way to being a period coach <laughs> absolutely I I love that do you want to go into a little bit now talking about the different phases Yes. Would you mind doing that? That's my favorite part. Okay. Okay. So we have four phases of our menstrual cycle. Uh, Women typically know two of them, which is, of course, when we're bleeding, our menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. And they can probably have an idea of when they're ovulating. Um, The way that I've learned, the way that I like to explain cycle syncing is simply matching it with the four seasons of the earth that, Mm -hmm. you know, we have spring, summer, fall, and winter. So we have these four phases and our body is like mother earth. You know, it's, it's so crazy how we're similar. And so let's start with winter. Winter, you know, when you think of attributes of winter, you think of, you want to be warm, you want to be cozy, probably want to hibernate. And this is how we feel in our, in our periods. We don't want to talk to anybody. We want the lights low. We want the, you know, sounds low. We want to be cooped up. We probably don't want to talk to anybody. You want to be more in tune with yourself. You want to have those moments of alone time. Right. You're hibernating. Then after hibernation comes our follicular phase. So we have our menstru- our period, which can be four to seven days, depending. There's no one right or wrong way to have a period. Every It's bio-individual for every single person on this planet. But we start in our menstrual phase. Again, three to seven days that you're bleeding. The next four to seven days is your follicular phase. I like to call this your spring phase. This is when, you know, the snow's melting and the flowers are kind of starting to come back up off the ground. You're regaining that energy. You're feeling good. Oh, we have a, we have a, a happy dog. Aww. Honey's home. <laughs> And so then we have our follicular phase. This is our spring phase. So again, we're regaining that energy. Then after spring comes summer. And this is where you have the most energy. And Mm -hmm. this is when we're literally in heat. Like, and that's, you know, when when we... compare it to animals yeah. they're in heat you're yeah. literally feeling your best you've got the best energy it's okay to be loud and proud and you're gonna want to communicate and have and I'll get into those too mm. um but again you've high energy during summer your summer phase your ovulation phase and this is a very short phase it's three to four days of your cycle Then what comes after is your fall phase. So this is your luteal phase. So this is where you start turning things back down. The energy at first, it'll be pretty high. But as you get closer to your your winter, to your menstruation, the energy is going to wane. And that's when you want to start turning things down. So those are the four phases in a sum. And they match really well with with all aspects from the foods we eat to the exercises we can be doing to the business tasks that we can be implementing. And, you know, when you were saying earlier, that's the idea is to work in flow because Mm -hmm. when we can do things as women in alignment with where we are in our cycles, things are going to be easier for us. It's not going to be that resistance of, 
oh, I told her, yes, I want to go out. But now for some reason, I'm just not feeling like going out. But now when I can plan around my cycle, I'll look and be like, ooh, actually, I'm going to be on my period. So let me just say no and save you a cancellation because I don't like, and it's not to say that on your period, you're not going to feel energetic or that you're not going to have energy to go like life still happens we live in this three-dimensional world that we still have to get things done you know if you're working uh you know corporate nine to five you still are going to have to like there's obviously you know these things that we can't avoid but when you understand your cycle when you understand your body when you understand the practices that you can do in 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 alignment with your cycle versus not um there's other ways that you could just support it to make it all easier wow I love that it's really interesting too how much we line up with the like the seasons in the way you were explaining it I've never heard that before that's so interesting and it's such a good way to remember it too because I think Mm -hmm. sometimes that's the struggle for a lot of women is they'll come into something like this listen to a podcast they're all hyped up they're like yes like I'm gonna do all this stuff and then it's really hard to remember what's actually going on especially if you're not using like a consistent like period tracker or something like that how do you go with period trackers do you recommend using them okay so that's like a two-part question for me because yes like definitely use them if you've never period tracked before download yourself an app there's Mm. plenty these days um i personally love flow there's my flow there's clue there's a bunch of them out there that are great um I will, my caveat with digital tracking is that it's digital. So there could, there, you know, it's, it's not far fetched to say that your information could be erased and you have nothing else to reference, mm-hmm. um, on yourself. Um, my period coach, Stasha Washburn does have, um, and I'll share with you maybe even after I'll share with yep. you her link. It's a free printable version. You can purchase a, a, a spiral binded one if if that's more your flow. But if not, you can print it out free. Um, and she has a chart and you can color it in and you can make the colors what you feel. And I, I like that now. It's I've been practicing that like actual onto paper charting for maybe the last three or four months. Mm. Um, and I've seen it make an impact because when you're able to really like sit down, take those five to 10 minutes a day to jot your symptoms, jot your self-care, jot your activity, jot your water intake, jot if you're having alcohol, coffee, mm-hmm. what it then does, which you can't do on a digital app is that you can't then look at months at a glance and you can't then look at the information and say, okay, what patterns do I see Mm. in a three six month period right. you know you can like a digital tracker will definitely show you your cycle length within a certain time frame mm-hmm. but you de- you definitely can't see you know your co- your coffee intake or your alcohol intake your you know maybe your stool you know what that's looked like over the course of three months yeah. so when you're jotting this information and that's always the best place to start when you're when you don't even know where to start is start tracking Start yeah. when are you, you know, when are you getting your period? For how long is it for? You ha- Do you have any symptoms? Did you need to take a nap? You know, and all these little things will start telling you, you'll see different patterns within your your cycle. And that's the, then also where it comes into working with a period coach, you know, and, and there's period coaches now that you'll see start to emerge because like you're saying, this is pretty new, new age in the sense information, right. you know, where we have been in the health and wellness space for a while now, but now it's when our hormones and, and the four phases are really starting to make their, their themselves known. Like, Hey, I'm here. We didn't know this information. Um, so this is where a period coach can really help you identify maybe things that are off or things that are good and can help you then implement different lifestyle habits to support your hormones and your cycle. Right. Because I think like with a lot of things, half the battle is getting yourself to track and get the data in the first place so you can then analyze it. Like a lot of the time people have complaints about their bodies like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm constipated, things like that, or I have really low energy or I have, you know, tummy issues, but it only comes up every so often. And it's hard because a month like to the next month can feel like a long time away. And it almost makes you feel like, oh, it's okay, it's fixed now. But you don't realize that it might then come up again every month. And because it doesn't come up enough, you don't really do anything about it. But they are small things that kind of do trickle into other areas. And ultimately, it would really help us to start looking at the individual things that come up throughout the month. 
Yeah. And ultimately what we can't measure, we can't track. Or I'm sorry, backwards. Well, we can't, well, we don't track, we don't measure. So, you know, if you're going to say every so often, well, maybe it is every time you have an ice cream and you just don't realize it because it's, you're not tracking it. Mm -hmm. Then, then you can see, oh, actually I did have dairy or I did have gluten that day, you know, and, and managing that too. And yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, that's it's And that's how I figured out even with gluten that it affected me a lot. And I think as well, oh, I did want to ask you about this. This actually brings up a, a question because um, my mom, for example, she is um, gluten intolerant and she used to have really bad back pain and she would come down every morning, like hunching over, like coming down the stairs, like just very uncomfortable. And she went off gluten for about a week and it literally like changed her life. And she like, it was like night and day when it came to her, um, Um, just her inflammation and everything and less about nutrition, which I do want to get into, but I wanted to ask quickly when it comes to seeing other women, um, in your life who you are connected to, like mothers, aunts, whoever, like grandmothers, is it very connected when it comes to our periods? Do we have very similar potential issues or things to look at? Should we be having conversations with those women? We definitely should be having these conversations. Um, to my knowledge, period pain like isn't genetic, okay. um, because it could be. There's so many light, like factors that can affect our periods, mm-hmm. not just stress, but what we're eating, you know. And and yes, of course, you know, to a to an extent, genetics can, you know, in terms of you know over like cysts, endometriosis, if that's something that has been passed down from the family, but it's also a lot of lifestyle factors. You know, I'm not saying that we can cure endometriosis, but we can make it something that's much tolerable because of what you're eating and that awareness of, okay, I I know to do this. Maybe if I know that I'm going to have what makes me inflammatory, Mm -hmm. then maybe I know that I'm going to save that for, you know, maybe a special occasion or, you know, not so often. Um, But we definitely should be talking about them. You know, I don't, I don't even think, you know, it's something so taboo that we haven't spoken about. And to be able to share, like, this is where even too the red tents that I was mentioning, the red tents were also a space where wisdom can be passed down from woman to woman to woman to woman, Mm -hmm. you know, and somewhere along the way, we lost that to where, you know, we would, we would go to the herbs, we would go to the spices, we would go to warm, you know, cooling, relaxing, you know, women were playing with each other's hair and, and, you know, giving each other, you know, like massages to allow that, that helps with cortisol, wow. releasing cortisol and, and increasing pleasure, which, incre- you know, decreases pain. Yeah. So all of that does help. And having these conversation with our elders and maybe even asking like, how, how did they speak around periods? You know, and yeah. Maybe that's the language that it's just been ingrained that we should be discreet. You know, like when was the last time you remember hiding a tampon? Like, why are we hiding this? It's not a secret that we get periods. Like, why must I walk to the bathroom office or office bathroom with with it stuck in my pocket? Yes. It's like, I have to be on a mission and I have to keep it secret. It's like, why? Why? Yeah, it's true. So I think we should definitely be talking about it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like a lot of people don't have those conversations growing up and then there's a lot of fear around it. And that's another thing I noticed is I did um, an episode. It was, I think it might have been my first episode or one of my first episodes talking about the birth control pill and how I went yes. through a journey of coming off of it. Um, and one of the things that I've learned through kind of research on the pill is a lot of the time it can mask things like PCOS and endometriosis and a lot of the time people will go oh I have this acne flare-up or I have you know really heavy bleeding or like pain during my periods or something like that and the doctor just ends up putting them on the pill to fix it which kind of just band-aids it a little bit right um do you hear a lot about like the birth control pill when you're working through this do you think that people can be on the birth control pill and also track their periods and and support them or are you just like a no-go birth control pill kind of person well I will you know of course I'm not going to shame anybody for taking birth control at the end of the day I want someone to do what they feel is best for them um and of course there are situations personally 
I think birth control is the devil. <laughs> it's not giving us an actual, it's not giving an, us an actual period. So if you are tracking your cycle while you're on your period, just know that you're not actually getting your period. You know, yes. you're not ovulating when right. you're, when you're on birth control. So, um, you can still track it, but again, you're not going to really have optimal results. Um, cause the bleeding that you're getting is really just breakthrough bleeding. It's not actual, like, you have no endom. You never created an endometrium lining to shed in the first place, mm-hmm. really. Um, and we do need to get back to the root of the issue. And I, I think you know, cycle syncing and knowing the four phases of our cycle, how to support them in lifestyle, in business, in working out, in our diets, is going to help teach us a lot. And when we get off birth control too, you know, maybe you can share more on that experience. And I feel like with me and birth control it almost traumatized me to be Mm. quite honest. Like Mm. I don't remember a lot from when I was on birth control and, you know, obviously hindsight's 2020. I wouldn't know that I'd be so deep into this work, but I think it's my, my feminine really saying like, okay, you hurt me girl. Like what did you give me? Like that was not something that I wanted. Um, I know a lot of women who say that they were a completely different person on birth control and it's essentially messing with our hormones and why would we want to do that you know and we see we see the ads it's like it'll get you this but here are the the side effects this 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 yeah so you know it's it's almost coming to that crossroads of like choose your hard you know being on a pill is is easy but there's a lot of hard side effects versus having control and autonomy over your life and making hard choices on a day-to-day you know and it's understanding okay you have the power to you know to to manage your own to manage your health and it does start with that awareness okay now we know that there's four phases of the cycle now what can we do in these four phases of the cycle so when we're talking about you know, the four phases, winter, starting at our menstrual phase, follicular spring, ovulatory summer, luteal fall. There's different ways that we can support that. And when you think of the five senses, you know, we have sight and sound. So we don't want to, like, we're okay. When we think of spring and summer, the sun's out way more. So think bright lights. Like, that's the time. Mm. You you can be out in bright lights, you know, loud noises, like, you know, summer boat parties, if you will. I'm from Miami. <laughs> so that's like, you want to turn, literally turn it up in the summer. Turn yeah. it up. Yeah. But then fall and winter, things, you start turning it back down. You, right. the light, even we have, you know, like, uh, daylight savings. Things start going darker naturally in the fall and the winter. So sight and sound, you want to start turning things down. When we talk about touch, same thing. During spring and summer, you might be putting on all your tight clothes. You're like, damn girl, I look good. I feel good. I'm my best. But then fall, late fall and winter, you're probably like, ooh, the cozy sweats sound real good because you want something comfy. You don't want something like tight and restrictive on your body. Um, So we got sight, sound, uh, uh, touch, taste. So when it comes to taste, you know, this one, I can, this is probably a whole other podcast episode. (laughs) Uh, But when it comes to nutrition, you know, there's different foods that you can eat. And the book that I referenced as well, Alyssa Vitti in the flow, Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. has a food chart. Mm-hmm. I printed it out myself. I added a few notes yeah. and then I follow that. And so you you find that once you start following it, it kind of becomes intuitive. We're like, oh, that's what I'm craving. And that's what I can have. Yeah. Like you realize that connection. Oh, and wow. so when you think of spring and summer, you want to think light foods, light, airy foods, salads, smoothies, uh, citruses, you know, yeah. bright colored yeah. oranges, yellows, uh, grapefruits. That, that's what you kind of want to stay in. Even light meats if you're, you know, meat eaters. Uh, chicken tuna light fish then when you go into your luteal and your winter phase now you want to start thinking like more grounding deeper foods so baking stewing soups uh red meats like deeper heavier foods warming spices cardamom like all these yummy like Mm. deeper like you can if you can kind of see the the polarity there between like light fresh and then like cooked stewed nutritious heavier right and our body changes during that phase too 
And then when we even think of smell, same thing. You know, again, for spring and summer, our follicular and ovulatory, you want to think citrusy, florals, that's going to help energize you. And then when you're in the later half of your phase, more grounding, more grounding sense, earthy sense, things that are going to re- like calm you right. versus energize you because that's what you you want to be supported in that yeah. um and so 360 goes around in the same way even when we move you know i know again we're both into like our wellness space right. and a lot of women when it comes into we're going now looking into like the weight loss category you know a lot of women if, if you're working out on your period all props to you not to <laughs> say that you can't at all because there i know women who do it and that's freaking amazing when i work out on my period it's a nap from me. I consider it a 45 minute nap, my workout for the day, because our bodies are already doing so much. If I want to crank it up a notch on my period, it's a walk outside, like right. very low, low maintenance. When we're looking at spring and summer, like we kind of can kind of, I hope I'm, I can kind of give the idea. Yeah. That's your high intensity training. Right. That's your running, your cycling, your hit workouts, you know, your trampoline workouts. If you want to go to a group class, like that's the time to do it in our right. ovulatory phases when we're more communicative. We can be on the podcast. We can go create that film video. We can go give that work presentation because we're naturally like our brains, the way it's working right now and our hormones it's made for connections. So when we're working out using this energy and in the later half, in the in the early half of your luteal phase, you might still have an overflow of that ovulatory energy. So feel free to like stick to the high intense workouts, but you'll know in your body, you'll, it'll tell you when it's like, okay, I need to tone things down. And, and, and usually PMS symptoms are a good sign of that. If you're getting a little moody, if you're getting a little hangrier, then it's time to tone down your workouts. You don't want to be doing so much high intensity interval training, but rather maybe like Pilates, bar, strength training, Mm -hmm. like maybe weights rather than, you know, cardio based training. Um, And then going back into like yoga as you start again, turning down the knob and, and then the cycle repeats itself. Right. And even leaning into that, like, like I was saying, even just for myself, because I'm new to all this. So, and like very similar to a lot of the listeners, like, I feel like I can connect with myself more when I'm on my period. So if I were to do something like yoga where you're slowing down and you're focusing on your breath and I almost can lean more into yoga and I'm almost like not better at it, but I can lean more into it when I'm potentially on my period than when I'm actually in a phase where I'm like, I just want to do something like big and I want to have a lot of energy. And it's really interesting because a lot of people, which I, you know, I get it, but in the fitness industry will do things by week so it's like this is my split I go to the gym four days a week I do like arms abs but but you know like it's it's split (laughs) every single week you do the same thing and it's just interesting to think like okay what if we considered our bodies and we considered our what phase we might be in and actually kind of made our fitness goals around that like could our could we potentially be so much more effective in our goals when we do that yeah. Because let that. me add too. So our our metabolisms also change from each cycle. And okay. obviously our body at this point. So the first half, our metabolism is much slower. It's like, I'm chilling. I'm good. That's probably why it's best to eat the light foods because our metabolism is slow. Yep. So if we're imagine if we were to eat a heavy meal when our metabolism's slow, we're just going to add work to this slow metabolism to now digest this like really nutritious heavy meat per se. Right. So now you're making your body again the thing is we want to work in flow like yep. you're saying when you're leaning more into, you know, meditating on your menstrual cycle, it makes sense because you're in flow with that routine versus your brain's all over the place in follicular and ovulatory because you'd rather just do stuff. Like in business, it's the same thing. Hello, everybody. Just a quick interruption. So sorry about this. So I actually accidentally, sorry, lost the last third-ish of my audio, but luckily I was still recording on another microphone, so it's fine, but the audio just sounds a little bit different towards the end of this episode. No need to stress. I just thought I would tell you before you started fumbling around with your AirPods and or your speaker, and I just thought I'd, you know, give you a heads up. Anyways, back into it. Goodbye. And so when we're talking about 
then the later half of our phase, our our metabolism speeds up. And on average, we burn about 100 more calories in this phase, Mm -hmm. which is then probably why during this phase, you could notice that you maybe wake up hungrier. Um, You know, they say that, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry during your luteal phase. And well, it's, it's it's with reason. Your body now has essentially upped its upped its production in hopes to absorb more nutrients for the baby that you were going to be hosting right you know now it's yeah. like okay we finished ovulation i'm ready for a baby <laughs> we're, we're ready here like okay we got the cogs going like okay yeah give yeah. us the nutrients we're gonna feed this thing and grow it yeah. and then obviously when our body's like oh we didn't get pregnant out it goes but so our metabolism speed up so if you can imagine your metabolism has sped up in the second half of your cycle, in the luteal and your menstrual phase. Right. And now you're telling yourself to go do a high-intensity interval training class. Your body is like, oh my gosh, we are dying. We are <laughs> under stress. Call the call the bur- like call the backup. Yeah. We are this is not good. Like hold on to hold on to fat storage because we don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Why can't we chill mm-hmm. on our period right now? Right. So what happening is that you're actually holding on to all this fat versus when you're instead doing strength training and and workouts that support you with where you're at in your hormones it's going to help you lose weight because now your cortisol levels are balanced out because your body's not like haywiring going crazy thinking i'm supposed to be chilling because your body is doing so much work and we just don't see that wow yeah but just like we don't see the earth spinning in the air Mm. like all the time doesn't mean that it's not actively doing that right so we see all these things going where we don't see these things going on and we and we are you know it's kind of again that society that patriarchal culture Mm -hmm. that it's like fight through it push through it push through it when that's not always the right answer you know it is okay for us to do something different it doesn't mean that you don't have to work out but as we're saying you know tailoring your workouts to support your hormones it's going to understand okay we're not completely under stress because instead I'm doing, you know, a slower strength training workout that's more controlled. So my body can, can handle that, right? you know, and it's, it's ultimately biohacking. It's working <laughs> with your body right. and our bodies, like we were saying, it's, we're not like men that we are on this 24 hour clock or right. on a 28 day clock. Right. And that doesn't mean that you're going to miss out on workouts it's that now you get to add variety and even the time that we work out can differ Mm -hmm. you know when you think of again like spring and summer think early mornings you want to get it done like early (laughs) early and then you start leaning towards evening as you're toning it down at night yeah to you know even yin yoga at night can help relieve cramps and restorative yoga can help calm yourself before sleep so it's it's incredible and as you know i continue because it's a the thing is it's a lifelong practice right and this is also something that you know i guess society advertisers whom you whomever you may say you know a lot of people want to make things easy for us easy mm. easy easy mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know easy times make weak men and tough times make strong men and that applies even to us it's it's learning our bodies it might not be the easiest thing and it's that trial and error and it's it's that journey like our bodies are going to continue to change from yeah. when we were teenagers to when we're in our childbearing ages then even going into menopause and you know that that changes then too so this is something that we're we're growing with and like i mentioned there's not a right or wrong way to have it if if you have energy in your menstrual cycle and you want to go for a run go for a run <laughs> yes but, but do you feel good after yes you know and that's where it takes that awareness of like wait am i tired like too tired after right. a run where now it's like i'm brain fogged at work because i can't think of anything else i'm just so tired right that's not that's working against flow yeah. versus maybe if you would have done a 30 minute walk instead you would have then gained energy to then take carry you into the rest of your into your day right Yeah. And honestly, I find like a big issue with all of this does just come back to shame. And you get a lot of women saying like, you know, I would like to do that, but I don't want to have to tell people in my life, oh, I can't do something because I'm on my period or whatever, because I feel like within the, you know, whole feminist movement towards being like, you know, we have our periods and being very outspoken about it. It's almost like, 
the message was, we have our periods and it, trust us, it doesn't affect how we think. It doesn't affect our decision making. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it was very much like, it doesn't affect how well we can do something don't like basically tell us we can't do certain jobs. Hold it against us. Yeah, right. don't tell us we can't do certain things because we can do it all. Who cares if you have a period? And it was almost like people would, it was almost like the movement as a whole was denying the period for the sake of being like, we are just like men. <laughs> but obviously right. we're not like men. And I think it's really- we're not it, just like men. No, and it's really hard because I want to be able to help women feel, and I'm sure as soon as you do as well, that they can be that woman in the room who can still have that strong, like, I can do just as much as you can, but to do it with leaning into that feminine energy as well and not feeling like it's something that's shameful or holding you back or something that you have to pretend isn't happening for the sake of being like, I'm also capable like a man, right? Right. And that's that's what we've really surrounded the conversation around mm. is, yeah, I, and I totally get where we're coming from. Like, we're not, you know, it's like that saying, anything you can do, I can do bleeding. Heck yes, we can. Heck yes. Mm. But that's our superpower. Mm. They can't bleed. Mm. Like, they can't bleed. They can't create a life. Like, this is our superpower. And we have hidden away from it instead of embracing it. Wow. And this is, this circles back to where I was saying, you know, when we're, when we're considering why men should also be aware of this information as coworkers, as, you know, uh, employers, as husbands, boyfriends, because when they can understand that's how her body works, like, it's not necessarily... Uh, you know, that she's crazy or that she's this or that, you know, we want to throw out these crazy labels. It's that biologically, that's what's (laughs) happening in her body. So when we can support them, you know, and this is the conversation I had with a friend. He said, why do I have to know about this? Well, I'm like, you have a 20 year old daughter. So imagine if you knew that she just had her period, you know, maybe, and now she could be in her ovulation phase. Now would probably be a good time to have that conversation with her. Uh, the hard conversation of right. maybe you haven't been getting home on time or I need you to do this or X, Y, and Z because she's going to be more open to communication during that time right. versus if you're going to go to have a conversation with her when she's about to get her period, ha, good luck, buddy, because she's just probably going to be more closed off and less receptive to what you have to say because yeah. she's just not in that mental headspace. Wow. You know, and, so and even when we're looking at it from a home perspective, uh, you know, when we're thinking again, you might want to even analyze finances in your in closer to your menstrual phase because our brains are more analytical during that time. So when we're working in our late fall and winter phase, it's it's the getting things done. It's basically wrapping things up, getting things ready for for winter wow. in our late luteal phase. Yeah. So that's a time that okay, let's review finances, let's review back end office details and right. paperwork and files, and let's dig in and organize. Maybe declutter. That's a great time to do that and. We have found like in now as as period coaches are, you know, starting to emerge and these conversations are happening, period coaching, it dives into every realm of our lives. Right. Because it's us. Right. It's just, it dives into our relationships, into our workplaces and the way we work out. Like it affects so many other areas. Mm-hmm. And so as you know, if you're a personal trainer, you should know about this. If you're a, you know, a business coach, you should know about this. If you're a teacher, you should know about this. Like there's there's just everybody needs to know about it and obviously you know when it comes with our relationships we can't get pregnant every day of the month yeah we can't yeah you know we can only really get pregnant when we are ovulating yeah yes we can you know our 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 cervical mucus is there to also hold the sperm and keep good healthy sperm alive and moist in there and that's what it helps get you know while it's swimming its way up that's that's what it's doing and so when we know this it's it's it, you can also then have a happier relationship because now you understand, okay, body, you can mm. enjoy your intimate time without necessarily worrying about, okay, am I going to get pregnant? Because if, if you're following your cycle and you're tracking and, you know, you're taking these measures to maybe, maybe it's basal body temperature, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's your cervical mucus, maybe it's your cervix, right. which a lot of people, I didn't even know, like our service, our cervix, maybe this is a fun experiment. If you guys want to get a little woo and, <laughs> and get, get intimate with your own self, yes, love next it. time you're in the shower, taking a warm shower and you're menstruating, stick your finger up there. Like, don't be shy, stick it up there. I love it. And you're going to feel your cervix. And it feels 
like the tip of your nose. It's going to be nice, like it's going to be hard. And then and when you're ovulating, your cervix goes up and it opens. And instead it feels like the tip of your lips, it's softer. Mm. So it's, and it's pulled back, allowing more room for the sperm to get up into the uterus mm. versus when you're menstruating, that cervix is, is, is below, like you can feel it right there. Like less, probably less than like my, my middle finger length right. where I'm like, Oh, it's right there. There's my cervix. And then when I'm ovulating, you're like, I'm like, where is it? Like, you're like, where is Damn, it's deep in there. Mm. And it's crazy how even our body moves. We don't notice that. Yeah. And those are different signs of, okay, where am I at? Where's my body at right now? Right. And when you can, as you continue, and again, like, this is a high, you know, high warning. Like, don't willy nilly be tracking your cycle and being like, oh, I'm, I'm ovulating these days. Let's go have fun these days. Yeah. Like, Still practice safe sex, and if you're not, you know, guided by a professional, don't don't be just being like, don't try and figure it out on your own. Right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely take precaution, you know. And there's a lot of tools nowadays, like Temp Drop. Yeah. Um, there's so many yeah, different natural tools cycles now that is another one. You. Natural yeah. cycles, yeah. There's the Daisy actually that I have as well, and so there's a lot of different tools that you can use to help track your basal body temperature. That's a good, you know, indication. Although that also takes time. It's not just one month, and yay, it knows when I'm fertile or not fertile. Yeah. And even then, still, like you want to take that with a grain of salt. Like you know your body best. Yeah. And ultimately, it's obviously being safe, but we want to have fun while being while while having that fun yeah. too. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, because you always hear these conversations, like even growing up in high school and whatever, when it comes to people talking about their periods and having sex on their periods and do you like it and do you not like it? You know, it's like, we almost have these, like these conversations, but we don't actually know why any of the, like anyone's having certain answers. And it makes sense to me now why I've had girls say to me, like, I don't like having sex on my period. I don't like it at all. And then for me, I've liked it, but then it's hard to understand someone else, but it's just how your body changes, you know? And some people it it creates like not enough space for them to actually really enjoy it. Sometimes it can be painful. Like I've heard so many different things and it's just interesting. It's just all of our bodies are so different. And like, we all have these experiences of like, Ooh, that didn't quite feel right. And a lot of the time we don't know why. And I think that's what is, is sad about it is like, we don't, have the tools and the conversations other than when we do things like this to know what we should then do in the future. So we're like, well, that didn't feel right. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. But it's like, we can actually use these experiences to decide what we want to do in the future when it comes to even sexual experiences and everything. Yeah. And, and now, you know, if we're at the age and that you're maybe even your listeners that are of, you know, soon to be childbearing age, it's like, now I can't wait to have a daughter that so that I can help guide her mm-hmm. from the start. You know, <laughs> and she can then understand the choices that she's making within her lifestyle. Like I have two younger sisters and they're, they're twins or 12. Um, yep. They're both finally menstruating. And, you know, she's told me, one of them has told me, she's like, you know, my PE teacher made me run today and I have my period. And it's like, no. Yeah. Like, this is why the information needs to get out there yeah. because you are automatically going against her her natural yeah. like she already knows like it's crazy how even at 12 years old yeah. you can be so in tune with your body and just know that like I don't want to run right now I'm on my like I I just you don't feel like running of course you don't right. you know and it's that you know there needs to be that grace for for women like going back to what we were saying of like yes we can do it all but maybe not when you want me to do it all. Right. We need to do it on our time. Right. And then, heck, we may do it even better. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I'll tell you, and my boyfriend, he loves running. You know, he'll he'll stay running, and he'll ask me, you want to go for a run today? And some days my answer is no, and then he'll know when my answer is yes. Yeah. And it's what's crazy is I, then when I, when I take off and when I jump back into running, nothing's changed. I haven't lost my stamina right. because I'm working in flow. My body, like my body has the energy to run when I run. So it's optimized. Mm. And then what's best, better is that then even the stretching I did when I was practicing yoga, that all then also contributes to all my other practices. Right. You know, and, right. And, and helps you running and about the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I'm 
I love it. And thank you for even sharing your own personal experiences because I think it really helps people to understand the context of why this all matters. And even like what you're saying before about um, even if your employer understands like how these things work, if you are at the end of your shift and you're kind of saying like, honestly, like I am kind of getting my period, like I'm, you know, not feeling amazing, whatever for them to not just be like, oh, she's has a lady thing going on, but for them to actually genuinely understand like, oh, okay, cool. She can come back more refreshed if she has this time to relax and just understanding it, just having even like a a conversation like we've had, like we've been talking for what, 45 minutes. And like, this is such important knowledge that everyone should have. If everyone took 45 minutes in like their lifetime just to invest Mm -hmm. in this, like, and we all had a general understanding that this doesn't have to be something that is like shameful or something to ignore or something to like hate on or deny your body of like, we could really learn to work in tune with it. And I just wanted to ask you one last question before we head off, just because I know that girls will follow up with this, is what do you do if you don't have a consistent cycle and you want to track and you are like, oh, that sounds amazing. I want to do this, but I don't have, like my period comes like once like once every two months or I have it for a whole month and then I don't have it for six months. Like what do girls do in that situation? So that's definitely, a, sounds like a hormonal imbalance. I would still start tracking because right. again, we can't, we can't measure what we don't track. Yeah. So going, going in like, how, what is it? What do you, what is even your cycle length? You know, and we need to know that information. Yeah. Okay. And so like, how much are you bleeding? How often are you bleeding? You know, are there any other symptoms associated with your bleeding? Yeah. And then definitely go see a medical, medical practitioner, you know, your OBGYN. Um, if you're not working with a cycle coach, that's something that you can look into as well. Yeah. Um, again, to just give you these tools, maybe you can start implementing better eating habits, better lifestyle habits, better self-care, you know, all these things that then if you can see, if you can start seeing some changes, you know, and that's, that's where we got to start. Cause again, what we don't measure, we can't track. Yeah. So even though you're having these irregularities, track your cycle and, and share, like, again, sharing is going to continue bringing that awareness Mm -hmm. because same girl, you're not alone. There's so many others that are also dealing with it. Yeah. And as we can continue to come together and share this information, you know, we're going to also continue doing studies. And that's something that hasn't been tapped into a lot. You know, when we even look at back in the day, doctors had been primarily a male-dominated industry. You know, we have been making our way in there. um, But even still, a lot of the testing that's been done has been done on males. When we talk about like keto and intermittent fasting other topics that we can also get into right, a whole time right. but it's like a lot of these studies have been done on men so right. start with still it's tracking your cycle mm-hmm. um and and then with what's great too is you can then take that cycle tra- like the tracking information and present it to your practitioner because yeah. now no one's going to have a better record of your day-to-day habits activities and even you know pains than you are yeah. And that's, that's showing that you're taking your health in your hands and that you're being responsible and you're saying, hey, look, like I've got three months of data worth, like, let's look at this together. Right. And I always say that to girls too, as well. Like, and you've said it multiple times throughout this podcast, like you know your body the best and you know when something just isn't quite right. And I felt that with birth control because I was on it for about six years, actually started. Oh, me too. Yeah. Started it when I was like 14 because I had acne and they just popped me right on it and I stayed on it the whole time. And even coming off of it, like I went to the doctor and I, and it was a woman and I said to her, like, I think I want to come off of it. I just don't feel like it's serving my body and whatever. And she just automatically was like, and you know, and this is why I think it's important to point out. This was obviously a female doctor. She was like, honestly, just stay on it. She was like, you know, people stay on it for 10 plus years at a time and they're totally fine. You don't have to worry. Like, and I just knew it was not good for my body. I knew I needed to come off. And I was curious like I was genuinely just curious I was like what am I gonna be like when I'm not on the pill I don't know I don't know I grew up on the pill you know I became a woman on the pill and I don't know what it's like to not be on it and I I think it's important to be like you know to realize that it's not like these men are just out here trying to get us but also when you have a history of a male-dominated like practice and a lot of the influence is going to be like a lot of the studies are done on primarily men. It's going to be hard for us to feel like we can say what we need to say. And I kind of just want to throw in a bit of an encouragement in this podcast that 
if you are feeling like you know something about your body and you just need to change something, listen to yourself and remember that yes. like you, you know your body and it, your body will tell you things and it tells us things by so many different ways, so many different clues. And if something is off, something is off and it's worth leaning into and, and figuring out for the sake of your happiness and your, your health and your confidence yeah. and how it affects so much about everything, your mental health, like your relationships, everything. So yes, repeat this mantra. I honor my body by trusting the signals that it sends me. I love that. Oh, I love that. Well, is there anything else that you want to add? Anything that you want to give us a send off or is that it? Are we good? Let's keep talking periods. Okay. Yes. Like, let's keep this conversation going because this is still just the beginning of like really the period positive wave that is to come. Right. Like in the, in the near future, if you don't know about cycle syncing and tracking your period and what it means, why to bleed, then you're going to be living under a rock. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to get on it. Get on it now. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. This is life changing. Yes, she is so right. This is life changing stuff and it's a lifelong practice. It's something that you take time to understand and to track now and then to reap the benefits forever. And it is so beautiful that she really encourages us to go and track these things and measure these things and see how we can optimize in our life. And I just think it's so beautiful. I hope you guys loved seeing her on the podcast today. And if you want to hear from her again, of course, let me know and I'll invite her back because there is so much to dig into here. And I think it is so, so valuable for anyone who menstruates and for anyone who has people in their life who menstruates, which is it's all of us, really. If you guys want to look at any of the resources that she mentioned as well, they are going to be in the show notes. So don't miss out on that. Go through and learn a little bit more about nutrition during your period during different phases of your cycle and let's really lean into this together I know I'm going to be really digging into this now really understanding my body more and more and giving back to my body because I get to do so much with it and I'm so able and I'm so thankful to have the body I have and to be someone who menstruates because it really is a superpower so I will see you guys in the next episode have a lovely day and thank you for listening bye guys guys.